We cannot stop talking. We literally can't shut up. No, it's almost like we're friends. Fuck you. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Secondhand Screenplay Podcast. I'm Nate. And I'm Bill. And uh, today we've got a uh, script for you that Bill wrote. Big surprise. Yeah, if you looked at the episode of this podcast, it's called The World Den Under. And we're going to be talking about underworld movies. I'll be completely honest, I don't know what those are. Oh, wow. These are like movies that I really wish I saw as uh, as a kid. Because they were the ones my parents didn't let me see. You know, they're, they're vampires against werewolves and... I, I gotta love werewolves and, you know, vampires. It's Twilight. It's Twilight for uh, the 80s. Is it? I don't know. I don't know anything. I gotta be honest. Okay, for the first time, for the first time anything we've recorded so far, I have actually zero context of wow. anything that this is about. Because normally you make statements based on little context and are incorrect. But here we are with zero context. And I'm going to keep making statements <laughs> based on the zero context or knowledge that I have about this. But, uh... I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, uh, what, a uh, fantasy? Would you call fantasy? Pretty much. It's it's vampires versus werewolves. It's done in a modern setting, but that's essentially what the uh, Underworld franchise is. What is modern? Like, What? Well, where's the set? Uh, considering the movies came out in the early 2000s, I'd call it early 2000s. Oh, it's not even like 80s movies. No, I'm pretty sure the first one came out in 2003, and then they came out uh, so many years after that. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so kind of like a Twilight meets uh, um, Johnny Depp, uh, um, Darkness, Hour of Darkness. Look, wait, wait. So no, like, what we do in the shadows is a Taika Waititi film. No, who's starring that? You know, that's the movie. Who's starring in it? It's not no, Johnny like, Depp. It's the other guy. Not Johnny Depp. The other guy. Who's the other Johnny Depp? Robert Downey Jr. I think it might be called The Shadows. Hold on. Maybe. I feel like you're pitching a really... No, come on. You definitely know this. No. Um, Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows? Yeah. The The Modern Day Vampire? You haven't heard of that movie? And that's Johnny Depp. 30 Days a Night is what I call a modern day vampire movie. So this is a Dark Shadows meets Twilight. So as I wanted to go into, my Twilight story is uh, back... When Twilight first came out, you know, uh, elementary to middle school, um, a buddy of mine was like, man, you really got to watch this vampire movie, Twilight. I'm like, isn't that movie for girls? Like, isn't it about girl shit? He's like, no, man, dude is fucking sick. It's like vampire fights and crap. So I sat up. It says the middle schooler to the other middle schooler. I sat up and I watched Twilight with my mom and my sister. And I walked away like, that guy fucked me hard. <laughs> I was so aggressively disappointed with what was presented. Because Twilight is not vampires versus werewolves. It's a vampire drama that has werewolves on the side. Since, since we got to state this, obviously Team Jacob... Fuck Edward. I haven't seen the movie. But... Any of them. There's four. I have not seen any of the movies, but since I have to pick a side based on little to no knowledge, which is what I've done my whole life, I don't know, Team Bella? I don't know. Like, can't they both fuck off? What? 
Man, Campos, the other guys fuck off. She's so, like a teenager, right? Okay, who should she, Bella get with? Jacob or Edward? And you're like, Team Bella. She should stay with herself. She should be herself. with herself. Okay. She should we got like a hundred year old vampire and some hairy dog dude. Okay, she should just date another high schooler. <laughs> she should just be by herself. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't need those guys. I know That's you're like, appealing to the woman who literally jumped off a cliff so her. A boyfriend vampire who broke up with her would literally come back. Like, that is toxic as fuck as a relationship goes. I'm not saying she's a good person. I'm saying she should work on herself. Should not. Yeah, she should work on herself. I think, like, this. Like, it's a. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say about that. Uh, Bella needs better parents. I don't know. Like, I've never seen the movie. Where are her parents? Why are they letting this happen? I'm pretty sure her mom is dead and her dad is the sheriff of the town. That's very sad. Her dad is working all the time as yeah. the sheriff and her mom is she not She decides there. to go fuck off and try to kill herself so for she, a guy who doesn't want so her. So she's left to fuck 100-year-olds. 100%. She, she should get better self-esteem, but she doesn't have it. Does she, she picks is the there wrong not guy. school counselors? You want to know the most fucked up part? Uh, she winds up with Edward. Jacob, who's the werewolf, who's always been in love with her, realizes he wasn't in love with her. He was in love with the f I know that I'm kind of known as the guy now that gets high strung about things. And gets things wrong. And I get things wrong. Maybe I'm a little high strung. What the fuck? I love 30 Days a Night. Great fucking vampire movie um and uh i love a lot of the concepts behind werewolf movies the whole like uh like i know you're in there kind of stuff and uh like the beast within kind of uh concepts that i played a lot in werewolf fiction are some of my favorites the fact that the underworld set to like kind of recast them as two factions fighting against each other i was on board man i was in I'm not a vampires guy. Like, um, as far as fantasy goes, it's not my favorite um, end of things. Um, as far as vampire movies go, uh, like, I can't think of a lot of good movies that have vampires. For great vampire movies, they're few and far between. And I'd argue, like, 30 Days of Night's my favorite, and probably my next favorite's going to be the anime Castlevania, which is great. Uh, the Van Helsing movie, uh, for his terrible as that is with Hugh Jackman also fun in some regard it takes a very uh, light direction most of those monsters but I, I think there's arguably very few uh, werewolf movies that depict werewolves very well I can't tell you a single werewolf movie other than Twilight like I actually don't know I actually have not I'm pretty I, sure uh, there's uh, a film called Werewolf in London and I only know that because um, I'm fairly confident that the people who did the special effects to turn a man's head into a wolf's head were the people who were hired by the thing to uh, do the body horror involved in that. Which the thing, um, um, love it. Paved, paved the way. Yeah. Uh, it's a great movie. We need to talk about the elephant in the room, which is Morbius. Disclaimer, neither of us have seen it. I have no intention to see it. I the, like the, the concept I, of vampires is uh, so ingrained in, like, localized folk folklore. Regardless of where you go, and regardless of how isolated that community was, there is a vampire-esque 
uh, beast in folklore. Something that drinks blood. Something that uh, consumes flesh. Kind of leads me perfectly into my next point. Uh, why did Morbius flop? Okay, neither of us have seen it, but uh, so we're, not, we're not blind, right? We no. have the internet. Uh, are people done with vampires? Is it over? Is it done with? Are people not interested? Okay, this has been, like we discussed, this has been a folk folklore stories for hun- thousands of years. Uh, probably not thousands, yeah. hundreds of years at least. So There's I've, been vampires. Are people done with vampires? So I've, uh, like, early on, when I was studying screenwriting and studying how to write a story, they talk about Jaws. And they talk about, like, how Jaws creates such a fear of the shark and of the unknown without it being present for the bulk of the film. You can totally do something with vampires. They're so, like, ingrained into darkness. And I think uh, going back to that kind of, like, Jaws mentality of keeping uh, the unknown. Like, it's just, like, you know it's a vampire, but you don't see that it's a vampire. So what kind of vampire is it? What kind of creature is it that just hides in the shadows? Uh, there's, there's, there's definitely more ground to be covered by examining those aspects. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, phenomenal book. Uh, the most terrifying passage in it is hearing the uh, captain's log of a ship that carried Dracula from Transylvania to England. And uh, we, as the readers, know why we have the dramatic irony of knowing that Dracula's causing the ship to go sideways, but the captain doesn't. And it, it works out very well in that sense. Morbius, I think, they try to paint a vampire as a superhero, but they do that classic supervillain thing where they, the, the villain is also a superhero with different powers, and it undermines the whole thing. I obviously haven't watched Morbius, but I've seen the pitch meeting. I've read the synopsis on Wikipedia. I got a good idea behind it. And I'd argue like those are the, the main flaw, uh, main flaws and that they, uh, like there's no, uh, characteristics or world rules, uh, surrounding either of the characters other than one uses it for good and the other uses it for bad, which is a pretty drawn out trope in this day and age of superhero films. Where every superhero is, oh wow, I'm Iron Man, but I'm in a good suit. And bad guy is Iron Man, but in a bad suit. Or Spider Man in his red suit and Venom in his black suit. Yeah, exactly. It's something like that. It's just so fucking. I mean, that's a good point. Like, I think, uh, um, I mean, when you talk about Jaws and uh, um, the unknown, I mean, uh, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier and what makes horror horror. And almost by design, I guess, what makes vampire movies good vampire movies? What makes it actually scary? It's the unknown. There's, uh, like, Alfred Hitchcock always talks about uh, horror and terror and suspense and stuff like that. And, and terror is the feeling you get um, prior to something bad happening. And horror is the feeling you get afterwards. And it's uh, using horror movies just... Uh, set up a lot of terror with a little horror I think is the, the best way that they can be formatted where you are, are constantly sure that something bad is going to happen but you don't know what you don't know when uh, that's what keeps you on the edge of the seat and that's what keeps you interested and then when that bad thing happens and you're like oh this is what and this is when that's the horror that's what that's what kicks you and then uh, bonus points if it leaves you thinking about it for a while oh yeah and then if you're like that could happen to me that's a fucking really gets you in the gets you in the cojones so we're going to go on to uh, movies. Obviously, we're doing Underworld flicks. Uh, so I got three. I got, because uh, there's definitely more than those for Underworld. There's a lot of Underworld movies. Uh, I didn't even know there was one. 
Oh god, there's there's many. We're gonna be talking about Underworld, Underworld Rise of the Lycans, and Underworld Awakening. Alright, uh so uh for Underworld, the original 2003, uh critic consensus, this one's gonna be short and sweet. Though stylish to look at, Underworld is tedious and derivative. That is all Rotten Tomatoes has to offer about this franchise. Thoughts, and what do you project its uh, critic score is going to be? Is there no, like... That's it. That's that's, all? That's uh, That's all I get? That's under the what to know for Rotten Tomatoes, so... Though stylish to look at, it's tedious and... Derivative. Derivative. For a 2003 horror fantasy... Well, um, tedious and derivative sound like downsides, and style to look at, personally, is an upside. Uh, let's give it, uh, I, oh, fuck, that's tough, man. Uh, that the first movie in the franchise spawned many others, and it's nice to look at. 63. 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. How did it get so many other movies? What kills me about these is uh, where every other thing we've done, be a movie or TV show, Rotten Tomatoes has delivered like a sort of what-to-know summary like a in a very comprehensive way where it's like these are the actors, these are the characters they play, this is the plot of the film. These are solely critic like snippets of their actual reviews for each one of these. Surprise, surprise. Turns out I'm an idiot and didn't scroll down far enough to find the actual description for these movies. But fuck it. I gave Nate the answer last time, so now he's getting a real challenge. We're going flashing forward to 2009 right now for Underworld Rise of the Lycans. 2009. 2009. Uh, Despite the best efforts of its competent cast, Underworld Rise of the Lycans is an indistinguishable and unnecessary prequel. 12. 29. Two points less than the original. So the original fucking sucked. They're consistent. <laughs> they're, at least they're consistent. So you get 65% on every script, they're consistent. At least they're consistent. All right. And then uh, finally, third, Underworld Awakening. Uh, 2012. So this is a much more recent one. Uh, Are these the first three movies? I'll pull up the Did idea. they wait six years to make another one? No, I feel like there's... This stuff been. I want to say this five total. Underworld, two thousand three. Underworld Evolution, two thousand six. Underworld Rise of the Lycans, two thousand nine. Underworld Awakening, twenty twelve. Underworld Blood Wars, twenty sixteen. And then the short film Underworld 2016? Endless War, twenty eleven. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen was the last release of an Underworld I've film. I've never heard of this franchise before. It has been running from uh, thirteen years total. I've never heard of it before. Literally never heard of it before. So we're watching the the, the ones I've given you were Underworld, 2003, Underworld Rise of the Lycans, which is the third one, 2009, and then I'm giving you the fourth one, 2012. Is Underworld Let's hear what Awakening. they have to say about it. Uh, there's more vapid action and less story in Underworld Awakening than previous installments, making the whole affair feel inconsequential. More action... Less story, therefore it's an inconsequential film. And this is number four. This is number four, and there was one more movie after this. Oh my god. Nineteen. Twenty-six percent. Okay, like they're actually consistent. Like they it's are not decreasing. Thirty percent across the board. Um I'll I'll give you a second round. 
Guess audience. We're gonna start with Underworld. Audience score. First well, Underworld movie. They made, 2003. they made so many more movies. Like the first Underworld, it's gotta have like a seventy-eight audience. Seventy-nine percent. No way. No way. <laughs> Rise of the Lycans, Underworld number three, audience score. I bet it got better. Eighty-five. No, sixty-three. Okay, it got worse. And then Underworld Awakening, number four, audience score. People love action. Number three got a sixty-three. People love action. 90. 62. Damn it. That is aggressively consistent on both It is. Spectrums. It is really consistent. Like the They know are, who they're appealing to. They're running right down the fucking middle of the lane. The movies are just about as good as you go on. The following was written with little or no context. Names, places, and plot points have been changed for comedic effect or because I forgot them. Your discretion is advised. All right. Interior, mysterious hallway, night, blonde, uh, that'll be me, uh, watches Grease. I'm actually blonde. I know we talk about how I do a lot of women, but there tend to be minor characters with very little dialogue, which is why I do them while I'm doing directions. What's up with the patriarchy and not giving women major roles in film? I don't fucking know. Interior, mysterious hallway, night, blonde watches Grease, pace back and forth. Can I trust you? Of course. Good. Let's go to my quarters. We can discuss things there. Interior, tomb. Victor, elder vampire, a wrinkled prune of a man, with blood tubes protruding from his back, slowly lowers himself into a coffin like he's getting into a hot tub. Cut to interior, gothic stairwell. Spandex, you'll play spandex. Hot werewolf hunter and muscles, a soon-to-be werewolf, stumble inside. What is this place? This is where we interrogate captured werewolves. Don't worry, they'll be safe here. The pair proceed upstairs to the interrogation room. Spandex makes a beeline for a nearby cabinet. Am I gonna be okay? You were only bitten. Don't be so dramatic. Something about hallucinations? What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. Clearly my notes were shit this time around. Spandex rolls her eyes. She opens the cabinet, and an eerie fog rolls out of it. She grabs one of the dozens of blood bags inside and tosses it to Muscles. Here, drink this. You'll feel better. Why? I don't know, maybe you're also a vampire. Writer, off screen. Yeah, I'm so fucking lost. (laughs) Who was that? Don't worry about it. Muscles looks at the blood bag he was just given. Zyodex? Yeah, it's our company. It's plasma. Clone blood. So? Clang. Muscles bumps into an end table, shuffling the metal instruments organized on it. Sorry. What are these for? Spandex walks over to help Muscles clean up. Silver kills Lycane. If we don't remove our bullets, they'll die before we can get any information out of them. Oh? We're at war? Muscles breaks eye contact and sheepishly drinks his clone blood. Interior, gun room. Several men and long hair, played by you. (laughs) Ready weapons as they prepare for something. I'll play random guy. Who are we and what are we preparing for? Long hair spins around and stares at random guy. I don't know. Exterior, gothic building, night. Rain pounds heavily against the ground. 
thunder and lightning in the distance. Interior interrogation room. Spandex stares out the window, watching the weather worsen. Why do you hate them so much? We're at war. So, you're some soldier following orders? It's not like that. Explain it to me, then. It's because you can't read. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, don't put this on me, alright? This is a character choice, not a handicap. An awkward silence falls over the room. We could hear it in the barn. Something was killing the horses, butchering them. My mom went to see what it was. It killed her first, then my sister. We were twins. Just kids. Ghostly screams echo in Spandex ears. Tears well in her eyes, but she presses on. My father tried to protect me, but they just tore him apart like he was tissue paper. They were lichens? He saved me. Who? Victor. Cut to... Who the fuck is Victor? Interior tomb. Victor sits outside his ah. coffin, wrinkled and weak. He's like getting into his coffin like it's a hot tub. Old man. Multiple blood tubes running from his back to the ceiling. He killed the lichens that murdered my family. He made me a vampire. He gave me the strength to avenge them. Interior gothic building. Lightning flashes outside. Spandex turns away from the window. What about you? What about that woman in the photos? Cut to Grease's bedroom. Grease, stressed out, paces back and forth in front of a fireplace. Blonde walks over. She's not who you think she is. She's going to destroy all of us. Blonde does her top. It falls away, revealing her tits. God. I feel like there's more important matters to attend to. The two kiss passionately. Nice. Cut to interrogation room. Muscle stares at his hands. It was a car accident. I was driving. The engine had been pushed back into the cab. It was crushing me. All she could ask was if I was okay. She was just so worried about me. Tears, tears well in Muscle's eyes. If I know what I know, she'd still be alive. But she's not. Spandex looks away. So I come here. My uncle had owned some land or something, so it seemed like a good place as any. You know. To move on, to forget. I thought this would be a fresh start. A new beginning. Was it? Muscles stands up. You know the answer. Spandex turns to Muscles. She holds his gaze just briefly, then makes a beeline for the door. I have to go finish this. Wait! Muscles grabs her arm, stopping her. Let me come with you! Spandex leads in. They linger for a moment and finally kiss. Clink! Spandex's handcuffed muscles to the table. He pulls the cuffs to no avail. Let me go! Spandex hands him a pistol. When the full moon emerges tomorrow, it'll turn, and your hunger will drive you to slaughter innocence. If I'm not back by then, do yourself a favor. Muscle stares at the pistol. One round will kill you, but it should be enough to stop your change. Muscle looks at Spandex like a lost puppy. She doesn't say anything else. She just leaves. Interior transport van. The same men preparing themselves in the gun room eagerly sit side by side in the back of the steel-plated van, ready for anything. Long hair walks past them, tapping each on the shoulder and assuring them that they're ready. 
Longhair exits the van and steps out into the loading dock. Other men, armed and ready, pass by Longhair and board onto other vans, prepared for whatever they may face. Longhair walks over to Doctor, played by me, a skinny, malnourished, mad scientist. I have a favor to ask. Of course, anything to help. Who are we? And what are we fighting for? I still don't know, but this is big. Big, you say? But I'm all ears. Longhair places an arm around the doctor's shoulder and begins to lead him deeper into the complex while discussing something probably important. Interior, Grease's bedroom. Grease and Blonde are going at each other. <laughs> it's the kind of vampire sex that's inspired by Twilight books, aka a lot of neck stuff. <laughs> Downstairs, a gothic vampire balls in full swing with everyone dressed like they're still in the 1800s. Spandex proudly strides inside, walking past the hundreds of eager onlookers as she heads to the elevator. Cut to Grease's bedroom. Assistant, played by me, pokes her head inside, catching an eye full of grease and blonde sexy neck-related shenanigans. My lord? What? You can't see? I'm fangs deep in this bitch's neck? I'm, I'm sorry, my lord, but she's here. Damn. End of script. <laughs> I bet it's spandex who's here. Probably. I'm just making it bad right now. Well, like we I saw her literally walk through the fucking downstairs. Wait, what? Which Underworld movie is this? Underworld? Oh, fuck yeah. We're not done. Underworld Rise of the Lycan or Underworld Awakening? Yeah, I forgot I had to guess. Oh, a lot of me wants to say this is the first one. A lot of me. However, her line, Spandex's line where she says, um, this guy, he saved me, whatever, screams prequel to me. And I got to go with the prequel. That's Matt's which is? final answer, which is Rise of the Lycans? Is that the prequel, if I remember correctly? correctly? Rise of the Lycans is the prequel. That's the one I'm going with. Rise of the Lycans is the prequel. This is not Rise of the Lycans. Fuck. This is Underworld 2003. This is the oh, I was, oh, I should have stuck with my guns, man. I was close. Because I low-key don't know why she gave him a bag of blood, but I'm pretty sure he was supposed to turn into a werewolf. And he didn't, cause she like told him about that silver bullet stuff, and I'm like, that's a that's werewolf shit. But why is she helping him? She hates werewolves, and why is I don't know. So many questions, no answers. It's like Twilight without Bella. Yeah, I'm so fucking lost. Tagline of this whole film: Underworld, 2003. Yeah, I'm so fucking lost. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm running on high, cause I actually confused you. I got you to guess wrong. You guessed the prequel, and I'm... I oh, mean, I really thought... I'm, I'm, I'm for sure high. this has to be the first one, because they introduced character backstory. Yeah, because Spandex literally gives character backstory. She's like, oh, here's how my family went. And it was, it was, like so it was really weird, because like the other uh, stuff we've done, because we've done a couple more uh, on top of this, like uh, the NCIS and the, the other ones that are TBD release dates, um, have all been like comedic stuff. This is, like, the first, like, drama where I was like, oh, shit, I wandered into, like, the fucking hardcore drama backstory part of this film. Uh, 58 minutes in, uh, I'm pretty sure I wrote that down. It was when we start, and then we go to probably about an hour and eight. Um, so it was, like, right in that meaty part of the second act where you give the character backstory and you 
your allegiances change and you go out against the big bad guy who I assume is Greece, who uh, was I, I I know nothing about other than the fact the hot blonde vampire wants to get with him. So that is not good writing. I'll tell you, this is not good writing. Not you, Bill. Well, yes, you. <laughs> yes, you, Bill. Yeah, fuck you. When have you written anything? I'll get there. After we watch it, we're going to come back. Mark my words. I'm going to be angry about how bad the writing is. Because from what I can tell with what you wrote is out of absolutely nowhere, with no provocation, she just goes straight into her backstory. That is lazy writing. That is like, we need something to make the audience feel for this character. She just got to start talking about shit. And so many movies do it and I hate it. It's lazy and it doesn't make sense. And the conversation does not flow naturally. Yet she's there talking about how some old dude with tubes growing out of his ass or saved them from the werewolves. To a character she presumably doesn't know from a fucking hole in the ground. Yeah, exactly. saved his life. So, like, I completely lost my point. I'm so angry about just lazy writing. I don't know about you, but every day me, like, I just wander through the grocery store and I just stop people in the checkout line and I'm like, here's my backstory. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's lazy. It's stupid. So... Excuse me, ma'am, but I was... Uh, <laughs> I got to tell you about how this guy saved my family from werewolf. Or saved me. My family died. I don't know. It's, it's tragic. The whole family died. The guy turned it... Guy, guy presumably saved no one except her. So, and then turned her into a vampire so she could avenge them. That's predatory. That's, that's, <laughs> that's like, wow, your whole family was murdered and you hit under the floorboards? Here's a gun. <laughs> I, bet, I bet Victor made some advances, okay? Listen, there's no way. Like, that's predatory. I'm Somewhere save between you. the, uh, like, fucking uh, man he was in the prequel to the prune he is in the actual main movie. He made some advances. <laughs> he right? made some advances. He was, he was like, listen, her family's dead. She has no one. She's alone. I'm going to turn her into a vampire. And who else is she going to turn to? Listen, it's, it's the implication. <laughs> It's like on, being on a boat, you know. It's, it's the like implication. it's just like being on a boat. It's the implication of not being a vamp of werewolves. It's the implication of werewolves that really scares you. So I don't know because of that reason. There's stupid fucking cut right into backstory out of nowhere. I was like, this has to be the first movie. No chance. This is like this is as the first movie because it sucks. Because any other movie would just delve deeper into the lore and expect you to catch up. Exactly. But this one is actually making the, uh, it's offering the olive branch that you know nothing. So at this point in the episode, we're going to take a brief intermission so we can actually watch the movie I based those 10 pages off of. For those of you listening at home, if you want to know exactly what I had to work with when I sat down to write those 10 pages, start watching at the 58 minute mark and only watch up to the 68 minute mark. Again, the movie we're watching is Underworld 2003, screenplay by Danny McBride, story by Len Wiseman, Kevin Grevyu, and Danny McBride, directed by Len Wiseman. Welcome back, everybody. I don't know, did you go anywhere? Probably not. We went somewhere. But we watched the movie, and uh, I don't know, uh, is this your first time seeing it, Bill? Yeah, yeah, I've been, uh, like, I obviously wanted to watch them. Since uh, a kid, finally, in, like the stack of my parents' DVDs. But uh, first time I actually sat down and watched it. It's um, at least like I. It's been a long time since I've seen one of like the Resident Evil movies. Very like similar kind of like uh, style or like tone. 
like it, it, you just don't take it seriously. I feel like it was decent. Way too long, though. I really thought it would have come in at 90 minutes, and that was two hours. I thought I was going to fall asleep. I almost did. It was, it's so uh, dark. Like, uh, the, the color choice is so dark. And uh, despite the fact it's vampires versus werewolves, a lot of times they're just humans shooting at each other with different types of bullets. And they're all dressed in, like, olive drab, dark black trench coats. So it, it, was, it was so painful to try to identify who's working for who. Like, I thought those cops, the cops would, like, pick them up. Just sworn they were vampires the whole movie until they bring him to the werewolf den. And you're like, what the fuck? I definitely, uh, I definitely agree that it's a confusing movie. Um, you know, a lot of it, the creative choices, I have a lot of questions about. Like, why? Why? Like, it's like a, it's like the Matrix meets Resident Evil. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good mix. If there was also vampires, but yeah. <laughs> I know we talked a lot about like vampires and werewolves and like the. Uh, trying to like use horror or like breathe horror back into these like old folk tales, and they're just not used that way anymore because they're not used at all as a horror premise. They're just superheroes. They're just action. It's just action. Yeah. With uh, someone transforming, and uh, once, like during the movie, there's like barely any transforming of werewolves. The werewolves look weird. That uh, also, but they all get murdered in human form. They don't. Did, Cra- did Craven ever like? Am I just realizing that Craven like escaped? Set up for the sequel. Un- <laughs> I guess, right? Like, like he was he was the main antagonist who was screwing over everyone. They did like a they tried to do a weird one eighty where they played like then Victor was the antagonist. Yeah, and I I was like, okay, who's the bad guy here? I I can't. And Craven just escapes. Nothing I can't follow to what's going on. Like clearly, Craven's the bad guy with a name like Craven. I'm pretty upset that uh, um, Celine doesn't. Get turned into a hybrid. You um, you were banking on that like hybrid romance. Really hoping, man. But I think what's probably gonna happen is that like he'll be like the new leader, uh, Michael, and then Celine will be his queen. It's it's got some muddy muddy lore in the background. Yeah, none of it makes sense, which is why they go straight to the prequel, don't they? Or do they go two uh, movies. No, in no, prequel? they did two. Which is why I said it was a little weird because normally you do a trilogy and a prequel. Um, but they did two movies, uh, a prequel, and then jump forward again. Too many people were lost, as you and I are right now. With like a lot of it, just kind of makes no sense. But uh, just like the Resident Evil movies, which are also, I'd say, not great. I really like them, and I want to watch the rest of the Underworld movies. Like I want to watch the rest of these. I'm, I don't know. I'm gonna see what happens now. I'm kind of invested in the story. Like I feel like they forced me to like piece together so much shitty lore that now my brain's like, okay, I need like the conclusion here. Some cost fallacy. I put in the time. I put in the work. Put in a lot of fucking brain power to figure out what the hell is going on in this movie. I I want it brought to a conclusion, logical or not. The hell's the the blonde girl? I can't even remember her name. She's just there to be discarded by Craven to show that he's a bad guy, I guess. She just only... Because she serves she the She just plot wants to be queen, right? To Yeah, she just wants to be queen. But her only use is to, like, uh, provide information to other, like, other parties to play them against each other. Uh, like, she tells them where Craven went, and then she tells uh, Craven about, like, where... Celine went and 
She just sucks and she doesn't really need to be there. Oh. Like, they, they wrapped up a lot of the side cast in just off-screen deaths uh, in that last third act, which is really, really weird thing to do. Is this based off a book or anything? Well, I don't think so. If this was based off a book series, I could understand why it was so long and made such little sense. So they describe them as dark fantasy action horror films. I would say fantasy and action are correct and dark only in the sense of color scheme. Yeah, you can you can't <laughs> see anything. And I wouldn't really say they deal uh, with like darker dark uh, subject matter, like a dark comedy. I don't know, the gore was pretty good. Yeah, and the, the transformations were fine. CGI was like the werewolves oh, look the, too weird. I didn't like it. it. The CGI was, I mean, it's 2003. I couldn't get okay? that, like, that hallway scene where she turns around she's being followed by werewolves. That was weird. None of them are walking on the ground. They're like crawling along the walls or the ceiling. And why don't they shoot at her? They just <laughs> take their gun as humans. Like It would just be on par for the movie. It was like the one scene that they were actually transformed. It's bizarre. The, the werewolf r- rules are weird for like... They can transform whenever, but they can't do it if they get shot once. And it, uh, but I guess they still can because like the big guy gets shot, and then you like still transform. Uh, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's muddy. It's I don't know what else was good place. and what was bad. I thought good uh, the directing, the cinematography. I could take it or leave it. It was all right. It's it's the color uh, scheme. Yeah, I, I really like hated. It. And there was like no distinction between the characters, which was a shame. Yeah, they all look the same. I could not tell who was who. I, I remember like, I asked you a couple times, who is this guy? I don't know who this is and then what he's doing here. 90% of the time when I answered you, I was wrong. <laughs> so, I don't know. There are a couple of good Blind things. Blind leading to death right there. I don't know. What would I say good things? I don't know. Maybe tell me if you agree, but I don't know, good action. Mindless action. Uh, good directing. And... Uh, I don't know. It was interesting enough that I want to watch more of them. I like. I like the premise. I like like a vampires versus werewolves premise, and like aspects of like the vampire. Like I think there's like a whole bunch of lore about how like the elders take turns ruling. That seems interesting. Took took a lot of for them to get us there though. <laughs> yeah, they they hold off on the exposition for a a while and then just seem to like dump it. All at once, right on you. Drinking from the fire hose, kind of. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. suddenly you're trying to piece stuff together. I did find it really weird uh, from a story perspective that, like, she's not... Like, you told me, like, that kind of story where, like, the the guy, uh, the human that she, like, finds is, like, the, the savior. I would I'd pitch that she's, like, searching for the truth or something like that. And that's how she gets involved. But no, she's just some guy she thinks is hot. And, she uh, randomly sees him run away from in a subway station. Uh, why were they in the subway station hiding in the beginning? Doesn't explain why they're there. She sees him run away. She says, who is this guy? Why are they chasing him? Why were they there in the first place? It's just kind of weird. It kind of starts weird. It kind of brings us to the bad things, which I, was I, everything else. I think trying to go... Like, they tried to go big as well. They tried to... Um, have this whole storyline about like a illegal war uh, kind of thing between the vampires and werewolves and it's like don't look at the history and uh, the people we're working for are really the bad guys kind of stuff and I, I just like I think it's too much I think it's too much for like a first sitting a first introduction to the 
the series. I, I think it would have worked better if Lucian was just like a, you know, like a mad scientist evil villain that has this concoction he's trying to put together, and then they go to stop him, but he like puts it together at the last minute, and then they fight him as like the uber hybrid. Uh, I don't know. That, that seems like a. It's it's a much more like dumbed down plot, but given the actual content of the film, I feel like it, it services it better. I also would just watch like a power struggle, like the like the internal vampire power struggle. That was more interesting to me. The the story of the the elders and the vampires in their mansion and it was uh, way Craven, more. Like, yeah, uh, took uh, power by like faking that he murdered someone, and then he's plotting the assassinate. And yeah, that's that. That would have been great. Even like, just, just seeing more like about a, their dinner party, seeing more about how their awakening ceremony. Like, I was. That would have been way more interesting to me without the werewolves. Like just the vampire storyline. Uh, I don't. I don't know how you can make this movie any better. It kind of sucked. The more I think about it, it sucked. Uh, I still want to watch more, but uh, they're not really good. You know. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I don't know. Kind of sucks. <laughs> like. Um, like, okay, I'll, I'll let the CGI pass, because although it's wonky and looks funny, uh, it was 2003. Yeah, and was like 19 years? Yeah, 19 years ago. Good Lord. And, uh, the directing was good, and, uh, Kate Beckinsale is really good. Yeah. Um, she's, like, she's phenomenal in it. I think she um, was the, uh, best female character I got to write scenes for that we've done so far. You got a good and one. And we've this we've time. already recorded the next month's episode, and it's worse. It, we we just regress hard. It goes. Uh, it gets worse. But uh, can you back and say, oh, "Good job" if you're listening? Uh, <laughs> give, me, give me a call. We can what? talk about your performance. <laughs> oh, what a fan! <laughs> um, thirty, thirty percent. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. All right. Uh, we'll reverse through the script like we normally do. Do a couple character. Reviews. Uh, do do I guess the the last character to speak is the the assistant, who I totally pegged incorrectly. I had like a female assistant walking in to tell him something. <laughs> it was a phone call. Oh, with, with a dude. Why did you mess that up? I don't know. <laughs> um, assistant, uh, like didn't really exist. Three. That's fine. Three out of ten. Uh, you got the line right, mostly. All right, uh, we'll do Greece, uh, who's uh, uh, stupid his name. Uh, Craven. Craven. Yeah. Oh, what a stupid name. Greece is uh, Craven. Some blood, name. dude. I'm yeah. Craven. Some blood. Actual name Craven. He's uh, trying to overthrow the vampire hi- hierarchy, and uh, gets away at the end. <laughs> Greece, Craven. Well. He did have greased back hair. Kind of looks like John Travolta yeah. in Greece. Um, he kind of portrayed him as a dick, and he kind of is a dick, so yeah. seven. Uh, I guess the doctor, the little mad scientist, kind of werewolf doctor. He kind of um, portrayed him to be more of a maniac henchman than he really is, I think. Maniac henchman? Yeah, because the way he wrote him, he's like. Seems like he should be cackling. Like I expect that. And uh, he's a mad scientist. I guess <laughs> uh, five. Because uh, I like I didn't know 
uh, long hair, doctor, random guy. They're all actually werewolves, which was kind of my hunch when I see a bunch of people arming themselves. But then I was also like, if they're werewolves, why the fuck are they using guns? Like, what kind of bullet are they firing? It's clearly got to be, uh, like, obviously silver bullets to kill a werewolf. That makes so much more sense. And then, of course, we're watching them, like, in a gunfight at the beginning. And you're like, what's in the bullets? Is it, like, sunlight? Garlic? And I was like, well, that would be dumb. Sure enough, UV bullets. Like, it really was sunlight. They, it's literally described by Celine as they found a way to encase sunlight in bullets. I was like, oh, my God, why? Alright, uh, we'll do Longhair, uh, who is, uh, Lucian. Lucian. Yeah. Trying to double-cross everyone and be, like, the, uh, hybrid, um, hybrid guy. I don't know, he's trying to be the big boss. That's, uh, I'm, I'm gonna keep going back on this. Oh, my God. Um, why did he want to be, like, like, he kept saying that, like, by merging with vampire and werewolf blood, he'd somehow, like, make peace between the races. And I don't understand. Well, I wonder if he was going to, like, get his loyal followers and then transform all of them. And then they would just be one race. And then anyone who disagreed would, like, just have to die. To be entirely honest, before they revealed that he was, like, that by mixing the blood you became, like, uh, a super hybrid uh, vampire werewolf thing. I thought that his blood was just the cure to being a werewolf. Oh, and it's like, if we're all not werewolves anymore, then the vampires have no reason to try to kill us. I mean, I didn't Price think... Price is solved. <laughs> I didn't think that, but I definitely didn't think anything. With an empty head, I just stared at the TV. Yeah. I went, ooh, they're shooting each other again. <laughs> uh, what did I say? Six for, the, for him. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, spandex. I or mean, Celine. I think Celine... Look pretty accurate. I don't. I, she doesn't really make a lot of sense in your script. She doesn't really make a lot of sense in the movie either, uh, with what we just discussed. Maybe eight. All right. Thought uh, what you said that she said was fairly on point. Uh, muscles or uh, Michael, the uh, uh, the hybrid. Yeah, you definitely portrayed him to be way more of a big dumb idiot than he actually was. And in fact, like... That was just also fun. I could do that voice. I could do a big dumb idiot voice. Without even Doing changing right your voice, huh? <laughs> acting. <laughs> Method acting. I think uh, Michael was not really muscly until he turns into Big Gray Man. And uh, uh, the hybrid. And uh, he's a bit more... Soft-spoken and confused, and he's only angry when he doesn't know what's going on. And I didn't really get that from from yours. It was misplaced. Uh, yeah, five, five on um, muscles, right. muscly Michael. Everyone's favorite character, random guy. Ten. <laughs> Good job. Woo! I get a ten for him. Uh, it accurately depicts how I feel about the movie. Who, Who are, are we? we? What are we preparing for? <laughs> That's good. You could <laughs> Good job. Last character. Um, I've been waiting for this. Oh, wait. Victor doesn't have any lines. Victor doesn't have any lines. I was waiting. All to... right. Would you like to comment on how I described Victor as a wrinkled prune of a man with blood tubes protruding out of his back? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I thought you drastically undersold how gross he was. 
He was disgusting. <laughs> I didn't like looking at him one bit. I didn't like when he was on the screen. Before he got all the blood into him and, and uh, as, turned more human. As, uh, as Monty Python would say, he got better. <laughs> he got better, but oh man, was he ever ghoulish in the very beginning, man. I did not like looking at him one bit. <laughs> I would say I'd give you like an eight because you undersold how gross he was. Like He was way more disgusting than I was led to believe. Jeez. Uh, Erica is blonde. Um, who is uh, a bit more of a plot device, I think, than a character. She kind of does have motivations, but she doesn't have, like, an arc. No, she's, she has, she's just a fixture, fixture in the house that people bounce off of. For she plot has reasons. motivation for sure. Her arc is a flat line. Yeah. She gains nothing and loses nothing. And we don't even get any resolution. Eight. Uh, eight. You have an eight. Oh. You, okay. get, you know what? Actually, you got an eight and a half. Oh. I thought... It's getting generous. There wasn't much there for you to mess up. <laughs> so good job. Alright, that's it. We're at the end of the, the list. you want to give it a rating overall? I I would love to give it an overall rating. Um, Edge of my seat. Your screw was pretty good this time. <laughs> I bet you didn't expect me to say that. No. Normally every time it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I gotta be honest, like... The movie kind of sucks, and I think your script appropriately reflected that. There's nothing that was drastically messed up. There was nothing that was way out to lunch. Uh, covers all the bases of a weird ten minutes to jump into. Actually, a really good job this time. Six and a half. But a six and a half, just know that you did a really good job. Like a six and a half plus? Like a six and a half <laughs> with my thumbs up and approval. <laughs> So it was a lot of fun to record this one. Uh, keep tuning in uh, because we've got lots of uh, fun releases coming up. Late night road trips, murder mysteries, 80s horror. All right, that's all the time we uh, we got for today. So as always, I'm Bill. And I'm Nate. And thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>